welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome back to Fracture Line, everyone. Today we have on Dr. Jen Brewer, who we're very excited about. Jen, we always have the guest host introduce themselves. Tell us a little bit about your practice, where you are, and what you're doing right now. I'm Jen. I'm a surgery resident at UConn. Uh, I work with some of the CWIS members here, and I'm really interested in doing trauma and critical care and hopefully doing rib fixation in the future. Let's list some of these mentors of yours you're working with right now. I mean, mostly Dr. Dobin. Uh, he works here in Hartford with us. Uh, and there's some newer guys doing rib fixation, like Dr. Motino. That's pretty much it with the people we work with, the rib fixation but they're trying to get more people to do it, and they're starting up a practice at Harvard Hospital, too. They work at St. Francis, mostly, so that's exciting. What's your involvement with CWIS now as a resident, and how did you get involved with CWIS? So I got involved through Dr. Dobin. Uh, he has several projects going on at St. Francis, which is exciting. He, uh, he came over about two years ago, so he has a lot of projects kind of starting a rib fracture program and getting more attendings involved and more residents involved, so it's kind of exciting seeing the evolution of all that. I think Harvard Hospital, too, like I said, is starting a, a program, too, and I think he's trying to help them uh, kickstart that off with some of the younger attendings. So it's interesting to see the dynamic between the two hospitals and how the two level one trauma centers uh, interact in one city and how they interact with the rib fixation. Dr. Brewer, what's your what are your uh, plans, career plans? I want to do trauma and critical care. So I don't know where yet. I'm, I'm only a third-year resident, so I have time to figure things out. So I live in the East Coast. I definitely want to leave for a little bit just to explore the country a little bit more and then um, I want to find a place where there's people doing rib fixation and do that in the future too. Last year Dr. Brewer presented for us in Denver as well and I know that you're on the docket for this year. You want to uh, tell us a little bit about what we're destined to hear? Yeah so last year uh, we talked about how rib fixation can help the geriatric population um, and then this year kind of we looked at how our program got started and seeing uh, if there's differences in outcomes, regardless if they're having uh, rib fixation. If you have pain management regimen and a pulmonary regimen, if the patients are doing better and you kind of are all treating them the same, that's been exciting to see if there's any differences. It's been hard with COVID, but I think going forward and more patients coming into the program, I'm sure the patients will do better now that you know more patients are kind of being treated with multimodal pain control and uh, pulmonary support and things like that. So all of us want to know, how is Dr. Dobin in the OR? Does he have certain music he likes to play? No, he's great. I mean, I love working at that hospital. They give us, I think, the most autonomy in all the hospitals we work at. Um, we do a lot of good teaching cases. No, he's there with uh, my best friend right now. So every time we have a conversation with him, we just text each other and then somehow he hears about it. So and he'll text one of us. So it's really great. Uh, and then he's like, there's two new uh, trauma attendings going there too, so I'm sure he's hoping to get them involved in the rib fixation. No, it's good. That's a really fun hospital to work at for us, and uh, we get a lot of interaction with the attendings. They hang out in our resident room with us, so I enjoy it a lot. He actually had all the rib, uh, the, uh, the rib reps come a couple weeks ago and talk to us as a residency program to go over rib fixation. So I thought that was a good and probably a good idea for other residency programs to kind of incorporate that into their education. Maybe like one Friday, they all go, or whatever day they do education. Uh, talk about rib fixation, indications, things like that, and like how to do it. 
I think that particularly uh, or is unique in that they have access to all the products. You know, I mean, I think that's one of the interesting things that that St. Francis has done is um, identified a um, use for all products available to them. And I think, um, you know, many of our centers, at least from, from the things members have mentioned, typically only have one or two available. Um, so I think that's especially a cool opportunity as a resident to be able to see so many different products, you know, all as part of your training rather than kind of getting thrown into something when you're an attending that maybe you're less familiar with. So I think that's a, a really cool opportunity. Yeah, I think the rep said they can't even think of another center that uses as many uh, uh, different kits as uh, he does. Let's move on to some updates, Sarah. Sounds good. We are three weeks from the summit today. Um, on the pod, when we had Scott on, we were talking about doing um, a get-together for our uh, non-operative members, and we're going to do that. So... Um, on Friday afternoon um, at 2 o'clock uh, Mountain Time, we're going to do an in-person get-together and a Zoom get-together for all of our PAs, PTs, and NPs that are in-person or joining through the online component of the summit. And then um, that evening, any of them that are attending the meeting are going to get together and have dinner. So I think we, and we have a pretty strong contingency of of that group that are attending um, this year. So it's exciting. Hopefully we, we continue to, to build in those numbers because I think if we're truly focused on interprofessional care, that's, that's one of the areas where we can focus and grow. One of the things to remind people about is that Saturday is um, Show Your College Colors Day. So make sure that you bring gear, if it's your favorite socks, your tie, your shirt, ball cap, or recreating the mascot of your, your favorite college. It's, uh, that is Saturday. So we'll look forward to seeing what, what you have from your alumni um, association. Um, so that will be a, a good thing. And Saturday night, of course, is our cowboy hoot nanny. So um, dress accordingly. So those are the two things that, that um, people have asked about most recently that I think we've mentioned on the pod, but, but maybe I haven't clarified as much. So what is appropriate dress for a hoot nanny, Sarah? Um, you know, I think that really depends on how, how dressed up you want to be. You know, I would say anything a cowboy would wear. So we're going to move into the final stitch. Does anyone want to go first? I'll go first. We, uh, we enjoyed more scientific submissions this year than we ever have had before by a considerable amount. And we were hopeful that those would be accompanied by formal manuscripts. And the manuscript deadline came and went, and we were, we were looking a little thin. But in the last few days, our, our members and our presenters have, have, have really gotten their act together. And Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we have 34 or out of 37 or 33 out of 37 have now submitted manuscripts with their pres- scientific podium presentation. So I, I just couldn't be more delighted, more proud of our, our people in that regard. So congratulations. I'll go. Um, I, this is my, I think I'm going to thank my wife again. I think uh, she deserves a lot of credit in general. Yesterday, we had four kids play four different sports at the exact same time. (laughs) And somehow we were able to go around and bring them all to their different activities and still somehow get home in a reasonable time. So I just want to thank my wife for her, her, her Herculean effort. Thank you to my wife. You know what I was honestly thinking about today? Well, actually, it was yesterday and today was Sarah Ann Whitbeck. 
because she works so hard, and this is obviously a stressful time of year for you, Sarah. So, you know what? Thank you very much for this month that you just, you do a lot of work this month. And I know that a lot of people realize that, but I hope you're not too stressed, and I hope you're having some fun, too. So, shout out to Sarah. Thank you. Thank you very you're here. much. You're here. I appreciate it. Um, well... <laughs> My shout out, my sister was due to have her baby during the summit. And um, now there have been a, a few changes, a few little complications, which are not serious, but but um, her baby has been moved up a little bit. So I may actually see little baby before the summit and I'm happy about that. So, and um, just looking forward to uh, squeezing a new little baby. Speaking of, Dr. Joe Forrester and his wife welcomed a new baby into the world on Tuesday, I believe. Um, so, congratulations, they Joe. Have congratulations. A new little girl. So, very exciting. So, uh, shout out to you guys and see us. I had a lot of, I had a really good time last year, so I'm excited to come. Uh, shout out to Dr. Dobin. And then we have a couple other residents, I think, trying to come. And there's a med student from UConn presenting. So, that's kind of exciting, and uh, it should be a good time in a couple weeks. Dr. Brewer, thank you for your hard work with CWIS, and, and uh, thanks for putting up with uh, Andy Doak. Thanks, man. Oh, thanks. Absolutely. <laughs> and we can hardly see you in just three weeks. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys.